0: So pleased to welcome on our second athlete to the pod, one of the captains of the Northwestern Volleyball Squad. They are getting underway officially this week, as are so many squads, Ryan, alongside David. David, how are we?
1: Well, I'm doing fantastic, as always, but really want to welcome our second athlete to the podcast. Again, we're getting more athleticism in here, Ryan. Yeah, when which it's, is a good thing. When it's, just, when it's yeah. just us two, it's not pretty. <laughs> so we have more athleticism in here with us. Senior captain for the Northwestern Volleyball Team, the nationally ranked Northwestern Volleyball Team, Kate Rogers. Kate, thanks for coming today. Hey,
2: guys. No, thank you so much for having me. It's so cool to be on your podcast.
1: Yeah, a lot of radio experience, first time. Where <laughs> this are we is my there? first time. Okay. You know, I've
2: thought about it a lot, a lot, but this is the first one, so I'm honored. Well,
1: when you do way better than us, that's going to make us look bad oh, since it's gosh. your first time. So <laughs> excited for that. Well, we love to just jump right in. We don't love to you know, no, spend a lot yeah. of time you know, beating around the bush. We just kind of want to jump right into it. So it. really happy that you're here. A senior, like we said you know, way back, you think back when you were a senior in high school, you know, kind of going through it that way. What were you kind of thinking as you were thinking, you know, where were you going to come play college volleyball? Can you kind of describe to us what that recruiting process was like? And then more specifically, how did Northwestern really stick out to you as you were looking at different places to potentially go to school and play volleyball?
2: Yeah. So once I decided that, yeah, I want to play volleyball in college, which was like when I was in seventh grade, so it didn't take <laughs> long for that. But I started looking more around the Midwest. I wanted to stay just so, um, you know, my family could come to games. I'm a bit more of a homebody. Um, but thinking about what kind of college I wanted to go to, narrowed it down. I wanted to be at a Christian university, and um, growing up in a, at a Christian high school, uh, Northwestern was very dominant. It was, like, my high school's university, but... Um, It really got down to um, communication, and Coach Wilmeth uh, communicated with all of her recruits very well. She had us involved early on. I went to camps when I was a freshman in high school, so I got to meet her and um, just her kindness and involvement with her recruits. um, It really drew me to Northwestern, but I think more than volleyball, I was just super interested in the school, you know, the values, how um, it was a Christ-centered education, and uh, being a part of that would be super cool to know that I would grow in my um, educational pursuits, in my volleyball pursuits, but just also my faith, and that ultimately had me decide Northwestern was a place for me.
1: What was the first impression of Coach Wilmeth? Because we know her. She's National Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the accolades speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's it like when you meet someone who's been so accomplished You know, in that field? What was like the first impression? Do you remember kind of the first time you met her, like, what were you kind of thinking, like, as you met this, you know, quote-unquote legendary, you know, Division Three volleyball coach?
2: I was very intimidated. I was <laughs> 16 years old and had just came to the summer camp for high schoolers. And, you know, we were doing these drills. They're college-level drills that we do now. And I was just scared out of my mind. I was like, what if this coach is, like, looking at me right now? You know, this was before I started my recruiting process. And I was just like, she is... Uh, just evaluating us. And then I talked to her afterwards, find out she's uh, one of the sweetest people. Um, Obviously very intense on the court, um, but I just, I loved her coaching style and um, just started to get to know her more as a person. And today, you know, I call her coach, but she's honestly a mentor to all of us.
1: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Fun to hear about the first time coming in contact with her for sure. Oh yeah.
0: So let's now skip ahead to present day you're a senior, mm-hmm. We go a couple years ahead here, and it's a big class. It's you and so many others that mm-hmm. came into this program a chunk of years ago. Go back to that time when mm-hmm. you not only were being recruited, but now a little bit forward. You get into the program as a freshman alongside all these other girls. What do you remember about that experience?
2: Oh my. Uh, I remember we were more than half the team. It was eight freshmen out of 14 girls, and wow. Uh, Coming in, you know, like I said, the recruiting process was great. I got to meet all of these girls that were coming in uh, before school even started. And so we had a a base relationship going into it, which I think was very helpful. But um, starting that season, you know, nerves all over the place. We were sweating every day. Um, The leadership we had from the upperclassmen um, just really stewarded those relationships. Every day was investing in one another it was like getting deeper than what happens in in the gym we do our volleyball thing but we want to be close relationally outside of the gym and we were guided by the girls above us they had done that for years and it became a habit yes we're gonna uh, ask questions we're gonna just go deeper than just pass that hit and that's what I think makes our team so strong off the court is that we're just friends we're pals Um, we'll hang out Anyways, even if there's no practice. And so thinking back to freshman year, you know, we've just grown so much together as young adults, as uh, women of faith. And it's because we've dug into things, I think, other than volleyball, which has made us therefore better in the gym.
1: Every senior class is special because you have four years. I mean, Mm -hmm. in in four years, you're going to make an impact. So every senior, every, every single senior class makes an impact is really special But your guys is just the pure size, you know, Mm -hmm. really sticks out, too. I mean, what are some of the things just you guys feel like you've really been able to do over your four years? You know, you've got eight of you who have been really impactful on the court, but also off the court, too. What is kind of as you look back with you eight girls, what do you think like you guys have really done to this program to really try to impact it? You know, in the four years Mm -hmm. that you guys have been here.
2: That's a really good question. Um. Something that's really cool about our senior class is that we're so multidimensional in our strengths in uh, the way that we can serve as leaders. And uh, this year, we've been very intentional about distinguishing those roles and how we can best use them. And I think they've, if you think about it, like looking back over the years, they've been evident. Now they just have a name. Um, you know how we're stewarding external relationships, internal relationships, um, just being spiritual led by like someone specific and uh, creating a good culture. All these different things that um, we want to step into intentionally. Our senior class has been able to take a hand of that and have a focus like how are we going to grow in this today? How are we going to grow in this this week? And so I think the intentionality of it has been super evident uh, this year especially.
0: So do you approach this season any differently? We're right on the doorstep of the actual game starting. I know you've mentioned the word senior, 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 senior so many times, but you understand, obviously, you still have another year. You don't want to rush things, but do Mm -hmm. you approach it differently now that that label, if you will, is Mm -hmm. next to you as a senior?
2: Oh, my goodness. It's so, that word, you know, it's bittersweet, Um, thinking about all these things of, like, yeah, I get it one last time, but then thinking I only get it, like, one more time. Um, so I don't think the approach of excitement is any different. It feels the same every year moving in. is just a thrill, you know, seeing the freshmen move on campus and helping them, helping them move their things into the dorm, uh, doing those things that I got help with as a freshman. But now I think I see the end a little bit more and that's a little bit of a challenge to not think about that. It's, more of like cherish just every single day, every single moment. And so I think um, I just have more of a mental note walking into the gym of how much I love um, how I get to be a part of this team. It's a gift to go to a lift at seven in the morning. It's a gift to be in the gym for three hours um, because I love being with these girls. I love being coached. And it's hard to think like, man, end of November, it's, you know, just like student, but um, keeping every moment, just being there. And um, yeah, just like I said, being intentional with it, staying present.
1: Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. you talked about this being the end. Well, the beginning of the end <laughs> starts on Thursday exactly. this week. You guys are playing North Central. It's a conference game. So mm-hmm. that doesn't always happen. Your first game of the season right. mm-hmm. counts towards the conference uh, records and all those things. What are some of the things that you're telling The freshmen and the younger girls, as you're entering your final season, what pieces of advice are you given, volleyball-wise, but also off the Mm court-wise, as you guys start the season here on Thursday? Mm -hmm.
2: The biggest thing is just one word: breathe. Um, I think a lot of jitters come with it. Freshman year, I remember the first game, I believe, after scrimmages was the in the Catherine Pals tournament, and so that was you know the most fans I had ever had a volleyball game, and there were all these jitters, but. Um, We start each practice off with uh, doing what we call belly breathing, and it really just gets us in the right mindset, staying calm, but ready to attack. Um, And in the gym, we think, and I know that ourselves, when we play ourselves, that is the most competitive team that we play. Um, So just bringing that to every game, bringing that same fire, that same energy, and something we like to do, and this is one of our team strategies I'd say is out teaming other teams we are able to control our attitude we're able to control how loud the bench is cheering and um just what our attitude is on the court and when we bring that from the first minute of warm-ups are we've already won the team competition we're out teaming North Central out teaming Bethel you know um making it something that we can totally control.
1: So, if somebody walks by the gym and sees 20 volleyball girls standing there breathing, they can, they can know that that is for a reason. Yes. Okay. That's not just. Okay. That's not just the volleyball team has lost their minds. That has, no. a, that has mm-hmm. a purpose. Okay. That's good to know for exactly. all of us walking through the Erickson Center. So, mm-hmm. questions answered there. Mm hmm.
0: So you mentioned a few things that you guys do in practice and to get yourselves ready. Are there any other things that are especially big building into a season where, you know, okay, mm. you're going from a point of, like you mentioned, you've had a few scrimmages, but then you're going to get into weeks where there's multiple games. And then sometimes there's two games in one day. How do you get yourself ready? And has there been anything different in this lead up in this preseason, if you will, into your final year?
2: Sure. Yeah, we, You know, something we focus on is the little things, Um, just getting our sleep, getting good nutrition and hydration, of course. But when it comes to practice, we do a lot of drills that involve um, endurance. We're playing high-level teams this weekend, um, and it's not going to be an easy game per se, and we want to train for that. We want to train for the hard points that last like a minute long and get us into the zone of persistence and endurance and Being able to, we use the word convert, um, working to convert off of hardball. So when it's an out-of-system play and we're scrambling, we work a lot to how can we find a way to put the ball down here. And I think that'll really come into play this weekend.
1: After you guys played North Central on Thursday, you talked about it. There's no rest for you guys. You're jumping (laughs) right in Friday. You've got a couple games. Then Saturday, you're playing this three-game tournament. So – the Catherine Powells tournament, I just want to get a little bit of a background so our listeners can know what is this tournament. It's mm-hmm. turned into such a great tradition. It's really turned into a little bit of the, bit of the fabric of who you guys are as mm-hmm. a program. Mm-hmm. This Catherine Powell's tournament is a big part of who you guys are. Can you just explain to us a little bit what this tournament is and why is it yes. so important to you guys?
2: Yes, I love this story. So Catherine Pals, uh, previously Catherine Engel, I believe was her maiden name. Uh, she's a volleyball alum, and um, her story with her husband and her family is really cool. So, after she was married, had three kids, um, they uh, were called to be missionaries, and so they went through this whole process, like years of the transition, and um, were making their way. This family out to Colorado as they were training to go to Japan, and they were going to move there and. Uh, just served doing mission work out there with all five of them and on their drive to Colorado um, they were hit by a semi-truck and their family was uh, killed in a car accident and um, the story is really cool of how um, the pal's family responded how um, Jamison her husband's mom responded and um, just the grace that was involved in it and so now the Palace family has set up a foundation um, just in honor of them to raise money and raise funds for missionaries. Um, and so now our tournament, the very first tournament of the year, is dedicated to that. And we raise awareness of that. And it's just under her name of honoring how her heart was sold out for the Lord. It was all, all in for um, their call to Japan and... Yeah, it's really cool how we get to take time to honor that. And at the tournament, we'll pray and we'll also bring up our Aces for Joy Foundation.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be my next question. Yeah. What is Aces for Joy and how does that kind of factor into mm-hmm. kind of the Catherine Powell's umbrella of kind of who you guys are as a program?
2: Yes. So, Aces for Joy is our foundation where uh, we, people make pledges uh, to the foundation where. Every ace that we get this season counts for a dollar towards that uh, Pals Family Foundation raising money for missionaries. And so normally we get, I'd say, around um, 250, 300, depending on the season, aces per season. And um, when we have all these pledges coming in, it's really cool just the um, funds that are raised for for missionaries. And we even get some, like, teammates in on it, parents, grandparents. And it really speaks to our mission, Um, our purpose that we play for is to make an eternal impact, and this is just one step towards, like, this is why it's more than volleyball. We're using volleyball to do ministry, and I think that's a really cool way of saying, like, this thing that we do, these talents that the Lord has given us, we're going to use to uh, make an eternal impact.
1: So does the team cheer a little bit louder for aces <laughs> than they do for kills, digs, assists, all these other stats? Like you guys get a little more fired up for aces than mm-hmm. you do everything else.
2: You might see us on the sidelines or hear us. Yeah, so we'll be singing. We'll be dancing. Um, we try to come up with a handful of cheers for aces, but we get pretty excited, especially the first ace of the season. So you'll probably see it at North Central um, it's just, it's really cool. We all come together on the bench, on the court, even the coaches do a little something, and sometimes the parents get into it too. That's
1: awesome. Well, that's a great story mm-hmm. and great background in your guys' program. So thank yeah. you for sharing that.
0: Yeah, I think that's the the epitome of so many teams here at Northwestern saying, how can we use our platform? And this is obviously a huge example of it that you guys do every year. So mm-hmm. speaking of this tournament, you have to play, have to, get to, like mm-hmm. you <laughs> said, you get to play two games on Friday and then you still have another one on Saturday. So whether it be Physically, mentally, how do you, going into that, prepare yourself to say, we're going to have, as you said, not just three matches, but three matches against really Mm -hmm. high quality opponents? And no, obviously, we want to win, but we got to get to a point where we still have energy by, you know, the latter half of Saturday afternoon.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, we like to go one game at a time. And as we've been, Working in practice this week, we are thinking about North Central first. We're thinking about our first game, and that'll be important coming into the Catherine Powell's tournament. You know, we can't be thinking early in the afternoon, how are we going to play against Bethel? Just take it one game at a time. And so then it can be taxing, of course, physically. Um, so after games, uh, what we do is we, we come together and we do kind of like a mental uh, piece apart. You know, how did it go for our team uh, beyond physical Um, and we'll say, like, what was good? Uh, What can we fix? We do this thing called praise and polish. We like to acknowledge those good things, and then find a way where we can polish ourselves. Um, What can we do to hold each other accountable in um, mental ways? How are we releasing on the court? Like, these uh, mistakes, we gotta let those go, move on, and I think that makes us really strong players, because um, when you play such high-level teams, they'll give you that. They'll, uh, They'll give you hard swings, and uh, you have to respond to that, like just say, all right, yep, they're a good team, but we're going to also be a good team, and we're going to put some hard swings down on their side.
1: Well, you're talking about taking it one game at a time, and as a coach, I hate myself for asking this. <laughs> uh, we need to. The, the fans, listeners will be mad at us if we don't ask you at least one or two questions about that Friday night game <laughs> against Bethel. So I know of you're course. focused on North Central, St. Norbert, you know, before you even get to Bethel. But that game on Friday night, it's a tradition. It's mm-hmm. always that Friday night game against Bethel at the Catherine Palace Tournament, and it's always five sets. It's six of the yeah. last seven <laughs> have been five-set games or matches. So what does that game mean to your side and, and their side too, but obviously you can speak to what it means to you guys as a team. What does that mean and how much fun is that when you see just students from both sides piling in? The Erickson Center is always packed. Mm-hmm. How fun is that night for you guys?
2: The Erickson is electric on, especially that seven o'clock game. Um, it it just brings the energy and something that I think we do is like we kind of hone in and we gotta kind of ignore the fans for a second. Um, you know, appreciate the hype and appreciate the support they bring, but we gotta remember it's just uh, it's just a volleyball game. Um, and I think the loudest people that we hear when we're when we're on the court, um, and the loudest people around are the however maybe 14, 15 girls on on the sidelines, and I think we we bring the energy, um, which the crowd reflects. Um, but it's so cool. The fan base at Northwestern is amazing. They're so committed, and it's always fun for me to be a part of it during uh, like basketball season, baseball season, um, just. Being a part of this community that really supports other sports—it's not just one.
1: So when you say ignore the fans, but then the fans bring a five-foot plastic hammer yeah. and they're smacking that on the ground, how exactly does that work? Ignoring the fans—is that a little <laughs> challenging there?
2: I'd say not ignoring the fans, <laughs> okay. appreciating, okay, but not getting caught up in it. Um, so we want to be balanced, you know, when it comes to when we have hundreds of fans at Erickson, and then we go three hours away to. Duluth, uh, we want to be able to play the same, bring the same level of competition, the same fire and feistiness. And I think we're definitely fueled by the fans. We don't uh, rely on um, what's in the Ericsson. But every moment there, I so appreciate. And um, we'll make posts about it and all these pictures. You'll see that hammer like being smashed just about. I think every kill something like <laughs>
1: something like that for sure.
2: And it's just it's such a a gift to have that support on all ends and especially this Friday, you know, there's four other teams in the gym competing and Northwestern just takes up the whole space. We're all around <laughs> the track, people are hitting the signs, you can't hear yourself think. Uh but that's one of the mental challenges is just remembering like honing back in and staying dialed in. Like, this is just a volleyball game. Like we're just doing our thing. Um, but it's fun to have the energy behind that's that. a
1: healthy perspective too, which kind of gives us an insight of why you guys seem to do so well at the Erickson center. But also when you take it on the road, you mm-hmm. guys seem to perform mm-hmm. just as well. So appreciate that insight as well.
0: I think that was a great PSA, David, if your goal going into this was to say, okay, people need to understand how big of a deal this weekend is and get on out to the Erickson center. You and I are always pushing. We, we always need are. more people out there. Yes. So UNW Nation, yep. you heard it from Kate. Get out there. Yes. Make it the best atmosphere we have ever Shameless seen plug. for <laughs> Northwestern versus Bethel.
1: I would say go down to North Central on Thursday Absol- night Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, 10, start there. Absolutely. 10, Ten minutes away. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I told Ryan this before. There's nothing I love more than when these other gyms have a bunch of purple and gold in them, mm-hmm. too. So let's get yeah. Northwestern fans down to uh, – That game against the Rams,
0: too. Mini versus Paul. Absolutely love it. So, Kate, you were talking about in those atmospheres, obviously, there's so much noise, but the loudest noise Mm -hmm. is from your teammates Mm -hmm. and the people on the sidelines. It has been something that people sometimes, when they go into the Erickson Center, they're not even totally just watching what's happening on the floor, they're looking what is happening off the floor on the sidelines. (laughs) Talk about some of the cheers specifically, how those got created, what's the backstory on those, and what that experience has been like for the last Who, three-plus years. Who's plus the series. mastermind?
2: Oh, who's who's coming up with all these? Talia we need to know. Holly if you've seen her, uh, she is just flying, You know, directing these cheers in front. You know, We have these gals, Cassie Flynn. She'll be dancing whenever uh, Marley Oni gets a kill. We'll have her doing some dance in front of us. Yeah. So, um, this might be my favorite question because it just it keeps us engaged. Every player that's off the court is so fully uh, involved, invested, and engaged. You can't not be watching the game. And so it keeps you you ready, you're warm, you're moving. Uh, but as far as the cheers go, uh, it'll be definitely spur of the moment. So this past weekend we had a scrimmage uh, tournament over at Eau Claire. And for all of our freshmen, uh, we were creating cheers on the spot. You know, how are we going to – Sing a little song about them, and
1: <laughs> what? I mean, that's like blowing my mind. These, <laughs> these are made up on the spot.
2: Just about, yeah. They, some I some never, ideas
1: go. I never would have thought that. I would have <laughs> thought this took like hours of choreography and <laughs> and rehearsal. You guys are coming up with these on the sideline.
2: Essentially, <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of creative minds put together, and when we're hyped up, heart rates are high, things come out, and so we'll just start singing songs doing dance moves we'll do like a whip for a tip um we come in and we sing like aces or joy yeah yeah <laughs> 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 just these super fun things that keep it lighthearted, but also keep you focused in and um we'll do things like try to get the crowd involved so that uh like they know the names of the players like you've probably heard mama marilyn as she serves and just these things that I think really keep our team connected, uh, keep it lighthearted, um, that, yeah, keep everyone ready and knowing what's going on with the Well, game.
1: you guys are going to do a lot of impressive things on the court, but that might be <laughs> as, as impressive as anything, the fact that you guys are coming oh up with these during the game. And that mm-hmm. must warm your heart, too. While you're out there on the court, you see your teammates mm-hmm. so into it. That must make you want to play even harder.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just you hear. I think sometimes you go out and it becomes – I think I hear the cheers in my sleep. It's just something (laughs) so regular, but uh, you know your team always has your back. And it's the consistency is that we know that we can bring that everywhere. Um, So that's why we will be like the loudest cheers. Um, And it keeps our playing authentic throughout. It's the same no matter where we go.
1: This is gonna be a really hard question because you've been involved in so many big moments here in your three seasons with Northwestern Volleyball do you have one or two favorite UNW volleyball moments, (laughs) ones that really stick out in your mind, or is that just too hard, impossible of a question to ask?
2: Oh, well, it's a really hard question (laughs) because I would say every moment. Um, One that I think of right away when you ask that is the, it was 2020, the NCCAA tournament uh, that we got to host. That's super cool. Um, You know, I had a, huge volleyball right outside the gym and um, we had these teams fly in and it comes down to the national championship and uh, where we got to play Bethel Indiana and that was just a really cool a really cool game because of all that had happened that season especially um, COVID starting up and then kind of going down and picking up again and the uh, issues that happen when quarantines would come up and Uh, the flexibility we had to have and just to make it that far was really cool. And I think what I remember about that game, um, a couple of things the most is that it was that game that the date where fans could no longer come. And so the gym was empty. And that morning we decided what does it look like to, uh, like I said, kind of ignore the crowd for a second and think about who, who are we playing for? Who's our audience? Um, You know, we have that phrase audience of one, but competing with purpose, you know, we do this, we do volleyball as an act of worship. And I think having the gym empty, you know, it showed how loud our sidelines are, but it was cool to think that every point in that game is like our audience of one. The Lord, he is uh, pleased with this and um, just making everything an act of worship.
0: That's awesome. We're definitely hoping that there are some more moments like that where you can look around, and I always tell David, we need more smelling the roses moments. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. you have to stay present in a lot of things in life, but we all need to pause more. That's just in my no, opinion.
1: No more <laughs> moments with no fans in the gym, though. No. no, no, right. more I'm, of those. Right. no I'm not condoning no that. No more zero by, Absolutely. The, attend- <laughs> by the There <laughs> should not
0: be a national championship, Northwestern versus Bethel, as you mentioned, not that Bethel, yeah, but with Bethel. next to no one in the stands. Hopefully mm-hmm. that never happens again. Right. Um, this is my last one for you, Kate. So I know this is probably a tough question to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway.
1: We're really cranking <laughs> up the heat here. We're, at, oh, we're asking hard man. ones here. So,
0: How do you put into words what it is meant to not only just be part of the Northwestern Volleyball mm-hmm. Program, but here at Northwestern as a whole, your whole student athlete experience mm-hmm. over the last three-plus years?
2: Wow. I could write a whole essay on this. This is, <laughs> Or just talk for hours. Um it's just meant the word growth in every area. Um, the ways that I've seen development in others as well as myself is so impactful. It's been um, just this uh, way of stewarding, you know, how are we growing as people, as uh, young women of faith and um, as being good teammates, um, being good students, you know, just really using um, every outlet that we have and um, applying our commitments. Um, This past week we were talking about what does it look like to embrace your role on the team. Um, Your role might not be exactly um, that six rotation player, that uh, leader, that whatever you want to call it, Um, but every role is essential and we we're talking about embracing that, like making it yours and doing that 100%. And something that we have as a part of our team that I have to share about is our five core covenants, which we call TRAIL. And it's my favorite thing because TRAIL is not just volleyball for me. It's like a TRAIL life. Um, so those letters stand for tenacity, release, authenticity, integrity, and love. And now I can think about like this past summer when we were just doing lifting, not much practices. Um, thinking about how that has applied to every area of my life and the team's life, it's not just volleyball anymore. It's who are we as people? Um, Who are we when we're students in the classroom, when we're friends in the dorm, children uh, with our families? Um, It just makes it a lot more realistic and applied. And that's why it's a commitment for us. It's not a goal. um, It's who we are. And now that we're, Intentional. Uh, we start every season deciding who we're going to be. When we get to those hard moments, it's uh, not catching us off guard. It's like we know how to react. We know uh, what we're relying on and what our ultimate purpose is. And having intention behind everything, it's like our our steps are guided. And for me, I this is emotional because of seeing how far I've come as a scared little freshman to now how I see the team, how, how much I love and am loved by the team and how my goal is no longer to like get something out of it but more to just pour in. As I've been so invested into now, I wanna do the same like invest in the freshmen, in the faculty and staff. It's a whole community that goes beyond our team And I think UNW Athletics as a whole, um, it's purpose-driven. And being on the volleyball team is a gift in that way that we get that opportunity to grow and to be surrounded by people who are holding you accountable in that and want you to grow the same.
1: Are you sure this is your first (laughs) time doing radio or a (laughs) podcast? Oh, my goodness. It's just an absolutely incredible job. Thank you so much for kind of painting us the picture of what mm-hmm. Northwestern volleyball and more specifically athletics, um, you know, is all about too. Good luck this season. We will Thank be cheering you. you on. Ryan will be on the call for the games. Watch. Can I it. be cheering in that capacity? Uh, you Does can. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, everyone who watches knows exactly who you're pulling for. So <laughs> Everybody knows, but um, yeah, just good luck this season. We can't wait to watch you guys on the court. Number 15 team in the country, I can't wait to see the cheers you guys make up on the spot. Um, I'm really hung up on that uh, aspect. So um, just good luck this season. Thank Thank you you so much for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having me.